we would only realize as his children how powerful that name is. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. At the name of Jesus, sickness and disease will, will fly away. At the name of Jesus, there's breakthrough. At the name of Jesus, there's healing. At the name of Jesus, there's peace of mind that passes all understanding. At the name of Jesus. Let us learn that name well. Let us come to love that name. Let's just pray briefly. Heavenly Father, be with us. Prepare minds and hearts, Holy Spirit, to receive from you this day. I pray that every word spoken is not my own, but yours, Holy Spirit. May your anointing be upon me to preach your good news. We ask and pray all these things according to your good and perfect will. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Today I'd like to speak with you a little bit about something that uh, seems to be a rare commodity. However, it is vitally important. It is important to your faith that you say you have. Faith. Faith. The title of today's message is Faith, Trust the Process. There is a plan, there is a process at work, and our job is to have faith in God. But sometimes that seems to be difficult. When the things of life happen, our faith is shaken, and as a result, fear comes in. I'm talking about a faith today that will crush fear. I'm talking about a faith that will give you boldness and strength and confidence, because fear does the opposite. The premise of this is going to be a familiar verse that you all know. And God is talking to the prophet Jeremiah, and he's telling him, you all know this, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. So we know who's talking, the Lord's talking. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Now I know this is a conversation between the father and, and Jeremiah, but the principle is the same. If he had a plan and purpose for Jeremiah, does he not have a plan and purpose for you? It said that he knit you together in your mother's womb. He has a plan and a purpose, a strategy for you. There is a destiny for your life. There's a calling on your life. There is a role that you need to play. The question is, do you care enough to seek the Lord for what that plan is? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That almost sounds like a riddle, so I'm going to break it down for you this way. I have never seen the wind. However, I have seen the effects of the wind. We had windstorm come through here not too long ago, and it, was, it knocked down a telephone pole, it knocked down branches, it blew the siding off the parsonage. 
I saw the effects of the wind. I knew that the wind had come through this place. The wind had did something here in Mount Pleasant. There was the effects of it. Power was out in some locations. Trees and branches were strewn about. Siding and roofing shingles were all over the place. I saw that the wind had been in that place. Now the question for us, for you and I today is, is there evidence in our life and in our church and in our ministries that there's faith blowing through this place? I would say yes. I want more. I want more. I would say yes. My daughter, who is right now at the emergency room dealing with a, a, a cyst on her, on her lower back that's causing a lot of pain to her body, she is walking evidence of faith. At 3 a.m., I sent out the text, urgent, please pray. We almost lost her. She, she, she hemorrhaged approximately five liters of blood. I had someone, you know, kind of get smart with me. Well, the body can't hold five liters. That's right. As they're giving it to her, she was losing it. Smart Alec. But God worked a miracle. God did something. Evidence of faith. Something happened there. When the doctors thought they would have to take her ovaries out, we started praying even harder. Lord Jesus, not yet. Not this. Father, you can do anything. You can do it miraculously. You can use the doctors, give them wisdom if that's what they need. But Father, we need you to move. The evidence. And you all have a testimony in your life, either of you or someone you know and love, where God had done something and it was evidence of faith that you had in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, here's my thing. I don't want it to be a far and few between story and conversation and remembrance of old. I want to see fresh evidences weekly, daily, uh, in, in my morning and in the evening. I want to see evidences of our faith happening in our life. I want to see God move in and through each and every one of you, not just me as a pastor, but you as the ministers of the gospel, as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that when you in your neighborhood and at the gas station, wherever it is, if the Holy Spirit tells you, pray for this person, this is what's going on, that you would have the faith in that you, one, heard from God, two, that he will move if you begin to pray. Here's something that I see that's going on in the world today is fear. And I want to say this. Fear is not from God. I can have respect for something. If I, you know, listen, if there's a, as if there's a ferocious bear right there, I'm going to have respect for it. And I'm not going to mess with it. I'm going to go the opposite way. There's wisdom. There's respect. But I also know that in the Bible, God worked through people. He did things. David said that he killed the lion and the bear. I don't want to be put in that situation. I don't want to test the Lord our God. I'm going to avoid that at all circumstances. I'm going to use wisdom. But this is what I know. If you're experiencing fear, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's financial situation because of job loss, whatever it is that you are growing fearful of, I would, I would dare say, check it. Check it. What is causing that fear? Because in, in 2 Timothy 1-7, it says that God hath not given us the spirit of fear, 
but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So if you do have fear, that means that there's something else going on that you've got to check. You've got to put it in check. Now listen, I have had times in my life where I was fearful and I had to put it in check. When I got the call, come to the hospital, they're talking about removing her, her, her ovaries, her, uh, the uterus, I'm sorry, this, there's parts in there, I don't know all of it. Lord help me. They was going to move some stuff and it didn't need to be removed. I got a little fearful. And I felt that the anxiety start to well up because fear brings anxiety. And I was like, nope. I was like, Jesus. It stopped, but it was still there. The growing anxiety stopped when I said the name of Jesus, but it was still there. And as I began to pray and beseech the Lord and get on my knees in the waiting room of that place, it started to decrease. And at some point it went away and then the prayers I felt were heard and the Lord said, start to worship me. Like the song said this morning, the answer's already there. We just got to go before him. He doesn't owe you a thing, but in his presence, he can do in a moment what a lifetime of prayers can do. He can, in his presence, he can do in a moment what uh, prescriptions for, uh, uh, for a thousand doctors could do, a thousand therapists. I want to encourage you this morning, learn to get in his presence. Learn to check that fear and to go to the Father. Because he says he doesn't give that. If God doesn't give the fear, then who's giving it to you? Probably someone you don't want to receive something from. Probably someone who has ulterior motives. I would dare say our enemy, the devil, Satan, is the one who's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And what is he trying to do? He's, well, scripture calls him a thief. Call Satan your enemy, the adversary, the devil, a thief. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Fear takes away your power. Fear takes away your love. Fear takes away your peace of mind. Let me show this to you right now. There's a lot of fear in the world today. How can you in fear stand up to something that you were meant to conquer? You're children of the one true king. Children of the living God. He says, with my name. Pray in my name and you will drive out demons. You'll heal the sick. It even says, in my name, you do signs and wonders. But if you're fearful, how are you going to conquer something if you're running around scared? If it says the evidence of a believer is to lay their hands on the sick and pray for them and they will be healed, and you're running away from someone because they don't have a mask on, that's fear. I'm just being real. Can I be real with you? Don't stone me. Don't get mad at me. Because I know sometimes the truth hurts because we've allowed fear in. And then when you hear, when you hear truth, ah, I'm not saying don't use wisdom. What I'm saying is don't be mad at the other person because it just took away your love. It makes you angry with them. They don't care about me. They're not wearing this or they're not doing that. Or that. No, they're not trying to do anything to you. Where is that source of that stuff coming from? Fear. 
I'm not saying we don't use precautions. You see it here. We have the hand sanitizers. We have the masks. We have the Clorox wipes. And we clean the hard surfaces. We do that every week. Uh, we're going to use wisdom. I believe there is a real virus. I believe we do have to uh, use wisdom in that. But even though I believe that there's a real virus, I do believe that there's a real God. Amen? And I'm not going to let this virus or this sickness or any disease supersede my faith in the one true God. Oh, guys, I don't know if you're, you're catching on because I'm talking about a faith, a faith that you, that, that you can hold on when the storms of life are blowing, a faith that will cause you to see in the darkest night. I'm talking about a faith that will help you stand when the waves of life are crashing against you, when all others are falling down around you. This faith will cause you to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm talking about that kind of faith. Can I get an amen this morning? Faith in our God. Because my God wrote this book. And this book tells me that he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, not my job or my bank. This book tells me that he's Jehovah Rapha. He is my healer, not the meds or the doctor. It says that in this book, he is Jehovah Nisi. He is my covering, not Medicaid or Medishur or, or, or any of these other coverings that are out there. Yeah, we might need them, but our covering is the banner of Jesus Christ. This book says that he is Jehovah Shalom. He is my peace giver, not the counselor or the pills that they prescribe. It's not the Xanax. It's the peace of God that transcends all understanding in your mind and your heart, as it says in Philippians 4. That's what the Word of God says. This Word of God says that He is Jehovah Roi. He is my shepherd, the one who looks after me, the one who loves me, who cares for me, who feeds me, not the politicians, not the governor or the president. He is my good shepherd. And it says, my sheep know my voice and none others will they follow. Whose message are you going to believe this morning? Are you going to be, believe the message of CNN, ABC, NBC, C, whoever? Or are you going to believe the message that is found in this book, the book of life? The, it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. As you read this Word, you are fellowshipping with your Father. Because it was by the divine inspiration of the Holy Ghost that these words were penned. It wasn't just good ideas or good stories of men, but God breathed. So when you start to listen to all these other so-called experts or politicians, which they can't get it straight from one year to the next, from one week to another, how about listening to the word of God? How about listening and supporting those pastors who will preach the righteousness of God, the unadulterated word of God, not just a prosperity message, not just a feel-good message, but a message that talks about holiness. Why is holiness so important? Because it gets you in line with the Father, because in his presence, there is breakthrough. In his presence, there is love, there is joy, there is peace. But you can't get in his presence if you aren't attempting to live a holy life. So it is my duty to preach holiness and then to even check you if, you if I see you're out of line. In love, I'm not trying to beat you up because someone had to check me at one time. Hey, brother, are you sure you should be doing that? Is that the right thing to do? Can you now go witness to that person? Can you now go into the presence of God? Can you go into the throne room after you've been dabbling in that? No. So did someone say that in being mean to me or were they trying to help me? Who benefits from you getting into God's presence? 
You or me? You do. I'm going to get in his presence for what I have and for what I need. But you should do the same as well. And I know that there's a process. You can't just stomp up into the throne room with your dirty boots on. It doesn't work that way. Lest you would know, someone's got to tell you. But when someone starts to tell you, your back gets up. Well, who are you? Don't, you're not my judge. Only God judge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Easy. Take a deep breath. Relax. I'm trying to help you. And it's because I'm telling you that shows the evidence of my love. Because if I didn't love, I'd be like, be gone with you then. Do your own thing. See what happens. But I love you enough to tell you the truth. To not allow you to be deceived. That's where you know true love is. Faith. The type of faith that we need is a sustaining faith that only comes through a right relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to make it the long haul? You want to run the race with perseverance? At the end, you want him to say, well done, my good and faithful service? You need a sustaining faith, a faith that comes. And how do you get that faith? You got to get into God's word. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to get this word in your bones. You've got to learn it. You've got to memorize it. You've got to read it daily. And sometimes there's going to be something that is disturbing your spirit. You've got to hover over that verse. You've got to meditate on it. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? I feel something in my spirit. I've read it over and over. I still don't get it. That's where you settle in. You just meditate on it. Lord, I know there's something there for me. Please reveal it to me, Holy Spirit. And as you begin to meditate on that word and he seems to start feeding your soul and, you, and the peace of God starts to come and he starts to bring revelation to you. He's waiting with open arms. He wants that fellowship with you. And that's the sort of thing that's going to build up your most holy faith. That's going to help you spread the word of Jesus Christ. I shared this morning on our Facebook page a, a verse that said, you know, it says that we've got to share our faith. A lot of you, you believe, but are you sharing that you believe? If you're not sharing that you believe, my question is, do you really believe? There's all kinds of agendas out there today and different people who believe carry their signs for whatever it is that they're, they're believing. Multiple different signs. What are you trying to share with the world? Are you trying to share with the world what it is that you believe? Hopefully what it is that you believe is that Jesus Christ not only came, not only died and rose again, but he's coming again. He's coming again for a church that makes herself ready. Are you making yourself ready? That's the question I have for you. Get into God's word, the Bible. Mm. I got a verse here that I'd like to share with you. It's in uh, Matthew 17, 20. And he, he replied, he's talking to his disciples. Because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you had Faith as small as a mustard seed. You could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for them who have faith, them who have belief. He said, a faith of a mustard seed, which is very, very tiny. You just got to start where you're at. You can build that faith like it's a muscle. You got to put it into practice. And what builds it up? Reading God's word. We just read that verse previously. By hearing and hearing the word of God. 
Get a devotional plan. Read his word, whatever it is. They got, they, if you can't see and you can't read, they got a Bible app. You can go to the Bible app, and it, you, uh, it has an audible setting. And if you don't got a smartphone, there's other devices. And then you just got to click on there, and let's see what it does here. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. There's no excuse. Play it while you're driving. Play it when you're taking a nap, when you're about to go to sleep. Read the word. Read it aloud. Let your voice hear is feed your spirit. And there's certain topics that you're dealing with. If you're dealing about worry, read those scriptures on worry and start to memorize it. Because there was a time in my life I struggled with worry. And I had to do that. And you memorize things that says, look at the lilies of the field. Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. It's here today and gone tomorrow. Look at the sparrows. They don't sow or spin, but God takes care of them. How much more will he take care of you? It says if a father asks his, or a son asks his father for, for a loaf of bread or a fish, is he going to give him a rock or a scorpion? No. He says, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts. How much more will your heavenly father give to you? See, I started memorizing these things because when Satanists start to attack with fear, doubt, and worry, they run together. Those spirits are going to try to jump you. In the middle of the night, you got to combat it. The only thing you can combat it with is scripture. You got to have the scripture. You got to hide it in your heart. Mm. Knowing that no matter what, God has a plan. Here's the thing that will thwart fear. Well, what if I get sick and die? Have you fulfilled your destiny yet? See, there's some things you, you got to use wisdom, but you need not be fearful of. I got a destiny that I've got to fulfill. There's a plan and purpose for my life, a hope and a future for my life, and I believe that. And until that time comes, I'm in, I'm in God's hands. It says, what can worry? Can worry add another hour to your life? No. So why waste your time worrying? It's going to rob you. It's going to rob you of your peace and your love and your power. Remember. When worry and fear set in, your love goes away. You're not very caring when you're fearful of people. You're not very loving when, you, when you're fearful of, of things and stuff and yuck that's going on. I want to encourage you this morning, let God fill your heart with the peace. There's a plan for you. There's a hope and a future. And this is what he finally tells us. Now, he tells us, one, in Romans 10, how Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then he says in Jude 1.20, but you, dear friends, let, let me turn to that. If you guys, let's go to Jude uh, chapter 1. And I'm going to start at uh, verse 17. But dear friends, remember that the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. I want to stop there just for a minute. There's a lot of people out there that people are listening to and following, and they are just going by natural instincts, and they don't have the spirit of the living God. It's evidenced by what they're saying, what's coming out of their mouth. Out of the abundance of the 
hearts, the mouth will speak. When they're spewing hatred, when they're spewing division, you know that's not coming from the Lord. You know them by their fruit. Look at the fruit that they're bearing. Look at the words that they're saying and you'll know what's in their heart. Scripture says that the scoffers will come and they will try to divide you and they're acting on only natural instincts. They're a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. Our ways are not his ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. As high as the heaven is from the earth are his thoughts over our thoughts. You see, we can't figure this whole thing out. We can't game plan it. Hmm. But God has this all figured out. But you, dear friends, build up yourselves in your most holy faith. Pray in the spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Build up your most holy faith. Encourage one another with scripture. That's why we come together. And keeping in God's love. That's an interesting phrase. How do you keep in God's love? Doesn't he love everybody? Scripture says, those who love me will obey my commandments and I will love them and the Lord will love them. Yes, God loves everyone, but do you have relationship? Relationship is a different type of love. Right? I'm going to do with my spouse that I don't do for other people because we have relationship. There's a bond. And that's what God, he calls you his bride. There's a different type of love. Yes, he loves everyone. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Right? But there's a different type of love that comes in relationship. And that's what he wants with you. And that's what he's talking. He says, keep in his love. Keep in that relationship is what it's saying. Keep in the relationship. And relationships are two ways. Is your relationship with the Father just spewing needs? I got this. I got that. Give me this. Give me that. Give me that. That's part of it. But are you allowing him to talk? Okay, so you want this. But you've put that as a God over me, and I'm not going to give that to you until you've established a relationship with me first. And when you establish a relationship with me first, all, all, everything that you need will be available to you. I'm going to take care of it. I got you. You're my child. I'm not going to let my child starve or go without. I've promised you in my word, and I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm not a man that I should lie. I'm going to take care of you. Get into right relationship with the Father. Fellowship with the Spirit. In here, he says, build up your most holy faith and pray in the Spirit. Another rendering in the King James, I believe it says, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. That power is called dunamis. That's the, the uh, word that we get dynamite. There's power, explosive power in praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost as they prayed in Acts. As they prayed when the disciple Peter began to pray for them. And as he was still preaching, it says, the Spirit of the Lord fell upon them. And they began to speak in other tongues. Pray in the power of the Holy Ghost. In order to sustain a Christian faith in this day and age, in this season that we're living in, you need the power and strength of the Holy Ghost in your life. Find him. He's ready. He's willing. He's able. He's waiting for you. Don't seek the gift, but seek the giver of it all. Seek his face, yet while he can be found. Listen, things are a little crazy, right? Would you agree in this world today? Now let me ask you this. If you've read the back of the book, does it seem like it's going to get better or worse? It's going to get worse. I'm not a doomsday sayer, but what I'm saying is whatever is coming, God's already equipped you 
have right relationship with him. Get right. Have the power of the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you. I am a Boy Scout by nature. That means, you know, Boy Scout motto, always be prepared. So when I hunt and I fish, I have my safety kits and I have extra of everything. I think you should have some extra of whatever you think you need. We ran out of toilet paper the last time. What are you going to run out of next time? Be smart. Be prayerful. Not out of fear. Not out of worry. But put away what you think you might need. That's wisdom. Scripture says there's choice goods in the house of a wise man. It says that a wise man sees... Uh, a storm coming and takes refuge a fool continues and pays the price I'm calling upon you to be wise in your ways don't just see what's happening ignore it and meet with folly later it, it talked about the the ten virgins it was five wise and five foolish the five wise had some extra put aside and the five foolish did not you need the Holy Spirit to guide you what you should do, where you should go, how you should act. And when you pray for a thing, it's nice to have Holy Spirit praying with you. Amen? Praise God. Faith is displayed by your actions, your thoughts, your words. Everything you say, do, and think should align with your faith. And, and they already do. You want to know what's going on in someone's life? Just listen to their heart. Listen to, how do you do that? You judge a tree by its fruit. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. They can say, oh, I love the Lord. And they're, they're, they're living like the devil. Thoughts precede actions. And those thoughts come from the heart. It's not ESP. It's not mind reader. It's not anything else. Begin to just watch. Those who you associate with, those who you call friends, look at the fruit. What are they saying and what are they doing will indicate what they're thinking and what's in their heart. Are there gossips? Are they backstabbing? Are there factions and dissensions? The Word of God said those things won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. They've just revealed their heart. They just revealed what's in their mind and they just revealed their level of faith. Doesn't mean that we don't love them. But now we might just have to distance ourselves and say, I'm going to pray for them. All right? I shared a verse the other, uh, this week that says, uh, the, the sum of it said uh, this, show me who you associate with and I'll tell you who you are. Someone's going to influence the other. Are you the influencer? Or are you allowing the world to influence you? I'd like us just for a moment to stand to our feet and let's ask Holy Spirit, what am I allowing to dominate my mind? Is it fear, worry, and doubt, or is it faith?